0: Guess who has baseball's best record since the All-Star break? The Royals have started baseball's second half similar to the way they started the season with plenty of victories. Monday night's triumph over the White Sox made it a season-best six in a row, and we talk about the Royals' heat check on today's Sportsbeat KC with beat writer Lynn Worthy and columnist Vahe Gregorian. It's Tuesday, July 27th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. After a break, we switch gears and discuss the trade deadline, Who among the Royals might be wearing a different uniform by the weekend? Lynn Vahe and I discuss. So let's get started. Welcome to Sports Beat Live, our weekly chat about the Royals with the folks in the media that know them best. Uh, And we do it with you. Send us your questions and comments. We'll get to as many of them as we can. Before we introduce this esteemed panel, I want to thank our sponsor, the University of Kansas Health System. You'll be hearing from them later in the show. Today we've got Lynn Worthy, the Stars beat writer for the Royals, and Vahe Gregorian, columnist. Hope you guys are doing okay.
1: I'm I'm doing okay. Wish I had the anchor man's desk here uh, to to wear
0: <laughs> to, to, hide, to hide the legs. With,
1: unfortunately, put the shorts on, and uh, but I'm here. I don't want to call attention to that. <laughs>
0: No, um, we, we won't call attention to the shorts you're wearing. By good call, it's only going to be like what 98 degrees today. And uh, but you're going to Chiefs camp later. Is that why you're? Yep. Wearing the um, shorts?
1: It's. It. There's a few things up in the air. Maybe Chiefs camp. Maybe Royals. If I go to the Royals, I'll go home and put on pants. Um, but uh, yeah, a few. Th-
0: <laughs> but maybe maybe Beth can train the camera up so we don't we don't get the uh, we don't get the legs in yeah. there. But uh, anyway, please send us your questions and comments. We're going to talk about the recent uh, hot run that the Royals are on. And then we're also going to talk about the, the uh, upcoming trade deadline, who are the leading candidates who, you know, who could be dealt. Um, certainly a lot of names floating around out there uh, about, about Royals and, um, and trade bait. So let's get started, though. A week ago, I was sitting here with Sam Mellinger. It was just the two of us because you were on your way, Lynn, to Omaha to catch Bobby Witt's first game. In, uh, in AAA, and Vahe, you weren't here, so it was just Sam and I, and the Royals were off that day. Be- they had just lost two out of three from the decrepit Baltimore Orioles, and you know, coming out of the All-Star break, it was just awful. And this team was like, are you kidding? Sam and I were trying to come up with, you know, where does this rank in terms of low points of the season for the Royals, and it ranked up pretty high to lose two out of three at home to the Orioles to get shut out by Matt Harvey in, in one of those games. I, I was <laughs> going
2: to say that insult to injury, Matt Harvey and Jorge Lopez were the starting <laughs> pitchers in the games that you lost right. for the Former, Orioles.
0: Yeah. For the Royals, of course. Of course. Well, since then, it's been a little bit of a story for the Royals. Okay. I, I knew this until I read that the game notes after last night's game that the Royals, with a six-game winning now have the best record in baseball since the All-Star break at 7-2. and two. So... Who to thunk? And what's going on? Why, why is it happening? I've got my ideas, but I want to hear it from you, Lynn. Why, what is going on with these Royals? What are they doing now that they weren't doing in building uh, one of the worst records in baseball? To me, it
2: starts with the starters. Um, you look at six straight wins, and I believe in those six games, you, you've got five quality starts out of those six games. Um the only one that they didn't have was um Hernandez uh, had a ro- rocky outing. But aside from that, starting with minor and then coming all the way back around to minor again last night. You've got quality starts, you've got Brad Keller looking like, you know, what people thought he was gonna be going into the season. We've seen Minor with a good start. We saw Daniel Lynch who Daniel people had, Lynch yeah, who people had, you know, sort of like given up on after three appearances, shoves for eight innings, scoreless against the team that, you know, basically sent him, dismissed him back to the minors. Um, so that it starts with the pitching. I mean, there's more to it than that. They've obviously um, been swinging the bats and been hitting the ball out of Kaufman on a regular basis, but the pitching's where you start.
0: It's been amazing, starting pitching for uh, this, this stretch. As, as Lynn said, five out of six quality starts. I think the ERA, the collective ERA among the starters is 3.06, but that includes Carlos Hernandez, who had the the rough start in a game against the Tigers. That the Royals came back and won, and you know this this has happened against. Um, they, they won two from the Brewers, three from the Tigers, and then they beat the White Sox last night. You think oh, the Tigers are in there, but the Tigers are really hot. I mean, when the Tigers played the Royals, they they had moved into third place in the Central. They were closing in on five hundred. The Tigers, and 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 then the Royals just just took three from them, including that nine to eight game, which was amazing. The the comeback down down 6 nothing, And then, of course, the Daniel Lynch game. That's that's worthy of breaking out as a separate here, what Daniel Lynch did. And um, that, that you know things are going well for the Royals when you get eight scoreless innings from a guy who just was not ready for prime time earlier this year.
1: And it, Lynn, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but first time in franchise history, uh, a starter had gone that far into a game within his first four starts, something like that. It was a little... It was a uh, little bit of qualified, but it was it was it was long for for a, a rookie, and yeah. Especially a guy in this context, right? And I look, I I don't know. I know we were we were. Uh, it was a little jarring what happened when he first came up, but I don't I don't quite think any of us thought, well, he he's done. <laughs> I mean, I think the thought really was, okay, there's some things that went awry. He's got to go back down and, and sort some stuff out, but. Um, I, I hear Dean's voice in my ear a little bit about trusting the talent and just, you know, at some point figuring that some of that stuff was going to work out. Now, I think the, op- the the opposite end is true now. I don't know that we can expect him to go eight every time, eight shutout innings every time. What? Um, really? I'm just saying. Sorry. But, but it, that makes <laughs> That's me— That's my expectation. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> he is set that, the bar.
1: He, he will <laughs> disappoint me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we know he can do that. He better be doing it.
2: That type of logic and reason is not going to fly on Twitter, right? <laughs>
1: Well, let me say this. Uh, speaking of logic and reason, uh, this team, at every turn, seems to defy that. We know that baseball swings wildly, right? There's there's trends and changes all, all season long in baseball. But I don't know how many times I've kind of decided, well, that's what this team is, and just just been wrong. <laughs> like, you know, eleven, you know, best team in baseball first month. Well, they pretty good. I, uh, you know, they think they're gonna do okay. You know, eleven game losing streak. They're done. Um, all-Star Brady to come out, lose two out of three. Well, they didn't reset at all.
0: Right, <laughs> I mean, right. And now the six-game winning streak's the longest for the Royals this season. And, yeah. Uh, and we, we, starting pitching, of course, is, is uh, everything. Um, so the rotation now, Lynn, they're still, they're still a fifth starter down, aren't they? I mean, uh, we're talking— um, or, Well, or no, no, Hernandez, Hernandez, Hernandez is still Hernandez the, still, yeah. still be in the rotation, so— Um, Keller tonight, uh, minor last night, got Chris Bubic who's kind of in in the rotation right now. He is there. And um, Hernandez, of course. And uh, and Singer and and Danny Duffy still on the injured list for for the Royals. So I don't know. Who knows? The the White Sox are a terrific team. They're going to win the division and be in the playoffs. I, I don't expect the Royals to win four from the White Sox. Uh, and heck, they the win last night broke a ten-game losing streak to them at Kauffman Stadium, which was ridiculous that somebody can come in there. But I think last night's maybe maybe it was one of the the Tigers' wins pushed them over five hundred at home for the season too, didn't it? Durr? Yeah, I think. Which, which is which is pretty good, right, for yeah, a team that's yeah. gonna you know finish, not probably not in the playoffs and to be over five hundred at home and. I don't know. Crowds look. Some of those crowds over the weekend look pretty good.
2: Yeah, they had. Uh, i trying to remember if it was Friday night. It was one one of those Friday or Saturday. They had a really big crowd. Um, and they've actually, you know, you were mentioning the White Sox. They played not at Kauffman necessarily, but they played against the White Sox pretty pretty well. They hadn't played them since May, and it was mid May. That was the I was I was looking back at it. It was uh, they split in Chicago. I think that was coming. The series coming off of the 11 game losing streak, and right. they split, and they almost won the series, I think, I think if I remember right, the last game was the um, Wade Davis uh, blew it at the end and Matheny was all upset about the play at the plate and the replay right. and I'm pretty sure that's the last, that was how that series ended and if they win that game, which wasn't a guarantee, but if they won that game, they would have won that series against the White Sox. Um, it's just a long time ago, at least in terms of the season, I think about two months ago, but that's the last that they played the White Sox. They haven't played bad against the White Sox this season. Overall, at home, <laughs> right,
0: right, yeah. You jarred my memory. I remember that was the the, the, the pass ball or the wild pitch that uh, in, in Wade, Davis put, tried to put the tag down at the plate.
2: Uh, Cam Gallagher, right? Well, Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah. Gallagher decided to to try and make the tag, and yeah, it was um, yeah, and it was you know the replay, and that's when Matheny voiced his displeasure with the um <laughs> the replay right. system, which yeah. he backtracked on it was a couple of days later, but yeah, it was. Right. Uh, Rather colorfully, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, starting pitching, <clears throat> obviously, probably the biggest part of the success here in, in the last uh, week. But my gosh, they are killing the ball, too. I mean, what power. First of all, um, the, the weekend series with the, and start, I guess, going back to Milwaukee this series, the, the Earl Weaver three run homer specials. I mean, how many? Had, I think they had four in three games or, at least, or four games in a row or something with a three run homer. They had two in one game because of the Tigers game, uh, the nine to eight win. They uh, they had two three run homers in that game. Salvi had them on back to back nights. Back-to-back.
2: I know Salvi back to backs. Who was the other three? It was Salvi had a three run homer. Um, remember who had a three run homer Did, in that game? Um, see, I thought I wrote him
0: down. Uh, Santana. Uh,
2: had them. Santana, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: right. So and now what Jorge Soler has done the last two nights is just you know. Very 2019, Jorge Soler. Oh yeah,
2: it? just four home runs in two games. That's all. You know? And now it's uh, six in
0: his last six games. Right. <laughs> all of which have traveled about a million miles. The one he, hit last, first one he hit last night. I mean, I'm glad the scoreboard. I thought he was going to knock down the scoreboard. And the thing was hit so hard. Um, it really is 2019, Jorge Soler in it.
2: It looks like it. I mean, the way where you got to a point in 2019 where, when he came to the plate. You expected the ball was going to go out. It didn't matter the count. And last night, the second home run was on an O two pitch, and that's what that's where it really sort of hit me. It was like, okay, it's it's at that point where any swing now, he can take the ball deep, and you're almost expecting it. And it's it's crazy to think because he's still batting, I think like 190. Yep, but just yep. in this segment of the season right now, he's at that place where you saw in 2019. I mean, it's obviously, I'm sure you, the pessimistic side is like, well, it's too late, and why, why is it coming now? And it's not going to make a big difference. But, I mean, again, this is also, you know, for the people who were like, well, why are they putting them in the lineup every day? It's like, well, this is part of the reason. And they did sort of back off of him a little bit at certain times, but this is what they were trying to get to.
0: Right. All right, so the the uh, the baseball <coughs> stat nerd, uh, stat of the day, is he's the he was the fifth royal to go home runs, two home runs on consecutive days, or consecutive games, and so, uh, but the other stat that I saw that was, you know, you really had to, you know, stretch the the, the definition, but um, the first player in Major League history to accomplish this, two home runs over in, in consecutive games while hitting under 200, <laughs> 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 with at least 200 at-bats, <laughs> so, <laughs> he's the he's the best of the absolute worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, uh, the, that's the interesting. The Mendoza home run group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: right, right, right. Stands uh, alone.
1: <laughs> uh, and to think that,
2: uh, I, I remember looking at it and I'm being like, wait a minute, it's like two home runs in back-to-back games. And it's like, you know, like you said, it's only happened five times. And the fourth time was salvi like a couple months ago and right. it's you know and it, it, it's sort of like and like you said it's back to back games because it was like the june 1st and june 3rd because they had an off day in between but salvi had those you know during mm-hmm. that stretch when salvi just couldn't stop hitting home runs but yeah it was just to think yeah it's like this is the same season that uh, <laughs> has produced the uh, the record that sort of they're at right now so it's yeah
0: it's it's been fun to watch and his and third at bat after he hit the home runs in his first two last night, he hit a ball so hard up the middle, and I'm, I'm watching the game, and, and Ryan LaFever and Rex Hudler were talking about how much it hurt the hand of, you know, of the infielder fielder. That's how hard he was hitting the ball last night. So um, it's been it's really been fun to see um, the Jorge Soler return to his 2019 form, and to see the Royals hitting the ball out of the yard. And none of these are cheap either. You know, I think the 449 was the one to center field last night, and uh, everything over 400 for for these guys. So we're going to talk about Jorge Soler and the trade deadline approaching. How much has he improved his stock? And there are some other Royals on that list as well after we hear this from the University of Kansas Health System. The Kansas City Royals lineup is backed up by the region's strongest team in healthcare. The University of Kansas Health System. We both sued up with one goal in mind to win. The University of Kansas Health System, official healthcare provider of the Royals. Hey, it's Blair. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. And we're back on SportsBeat Live. Send us your questions and comments about the Royals. We will get to them. Uh, and we've got, we've got the experts here to answer them, Vahe Gregorian and Lynn Worthy. Um, so we're talking about Jorge Soler before the break. The Major League Baseball trade deadline quickly approaching. And all you have to do is type in a... Whit Merrifield or a Danny Duffy or Jorge Soler in the Twitter search feed, and you'll see all <laughs> kinds of speculation and rumors of, about them. But let's—nobody no, knows nothing, uh, but let's talk philosophically about this. Um, the Royals are playing great baseball right now. Of course they would be playing great baseball when it would be just the time to get rid of some of these guys. Mike Miner would be another one who you'd think—he's pitched two back-to-back gems— got to go you know see what you can get for him. um but what you know if the royals are, are going to part ways with a Merrifield, a solaire a duffy a minor what what do they need to get back do they do they need to get back prospects um you know cuz in any any of those cases they are trading proven major league you know, uh, proven players who's got, who, who can help a team in the final couple months of the season. What do you think, Brian?
1: Well, first I want to reiterate something you said and, and refer, if people didn't see it, refer people to, to Lynn's article with Whit Merrifield the other day because it it, it was really good insight um, about how many times he's thought he was probably gone uh, just because of the rumor mill. Not anything the Royals are telling him. I and mean, He expects the Royals will be candid with him, but to the point where he's looking at Airbnbs in other cities because he doesn't know if he's gone and And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I think one other thing before we go to what they should get back is I I think the whole thing we have to really understand is who they see as a cornerstone and and who they don't, who's untradeable. And I feel like from what we've picked up from Dayton, at least publicly, and talking to other officials behind the scenes, the only untouchables really seem to be Sal, Bobby Witt, and um, even, even Mondesi. That, that, to me, seems to be it. Now, there's probably other guys that they prefer be part of this. I think Witt sits right at that strange intersection, right, where he's still enticing to others. He's 32, you know, up there a little bit, but still young enough, that playing playing well. That he, I'd sure like him to be a part of the, the future of what this Royals team is. I, I feel like the future would be better with him here still. So now, finally, to your point, I mean, I, I feel like they need to get something significant if they're going to get they're gonna move him seems like it would have to be in the form of prospects because I don't know who's who they would get that's more productive than this unless you think you're just able to turn something for a younger version I'm I'm not saying it would equate that way exactly but I just think I don't think you should move him gratuitously obviously just for a little pop but Lynn (laughs) I see I see uh, I see the wheels turning yeah, with Wit, I'm uh, uh, Merrifield. We keep uh, yeah. You got to be sure. The yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, it, um, Merrifield.
2: But uh, I feel like I'm just not sure that they would trade him for prospects. Like as in some of the years past, it's been okay. You're you're gonna deal a guy, particularly if he's getting towards the end of a contract because you need to get something for him. Like you know, okay, he might walk away at the end of the season anyway. We're gonna get something for him. Controllable young guys that you could still have in the organization for multiple years. With Wit, he's still got, um, Merrifield, <laughs> he's still got the, the rest of this year and next year a club option. So he's still controllable for a couple of years, at least in theory, with pretty good contract. Um, and he's an everyday guy at the major league level, two-time All-Star. I, I feel like it's, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not going to move him unless they're going to get something they feel like going to help them immediately or close to immediately at the big league level because I feel like it's a different situation than some of the other ones Um, where, like I say, where in the past it's been get something for him. Like if you're able to move Jorge Soler, I think you get something for him. Prospect in that situation, maybe. I mean, again, he's not having a great year, but this recent run, it might be get something for him. Um, I'm not sure. A guy like Duffy, especially with the injury, um, where he's on the IL right now, but you still hear these teams that are supposedly interested on the rumor mill, um, I'm not sure if that one is different or if that's still a get something for him, because he's also at the end of his contract. So I don't know what the market would bear out for, you know, with the injury, with end of contract, in some ways might be even more attractive, because it's not going to tie a team up long term. Um, but I think each one of these is different. I think there's certain guys where it's get something for them, and if it's prospects, that's okay. But at the same time, I feel like they're still looking at they want to be in contention sooner than later. It's not, you know, two or three years ago where it's like, okay, we'll take somebody who might help us a couple years from now. I think they're still they're trying to speed that time up where giving away a two-time All-Star who's helping you every day in the big leagues now for somebody who's at the lower level of the minors, I'm not sure that they're, they're thinking that way.
1: I, I like the distinction you made that that I kind of thought but didn't really say very well, which was close to ready type prospect, right? Somebody you think is, I mean, if we're thinking this is all about 2022 and 2023, right? I mean, it, you know, the, the near the near future it seems like that that needs to be a mandatory you know starting point on on that
0: because you can see Merrifield as being in the lineup, yeah. for those, for those teams and being right. you know all star level. Yeah. Second baseman, or wherever yeah. position, whatever position he plays, and his versatility is fantastic. I can see where. So the the teams that we've seen prominent in the rumor mill with with Merrifield are the Seattle Mariners and the New York Mets this week. Um, and uh, Mariners close to playoff, you know, in playoff contention and just desperate for postseason baseball because it hasn't happened there in so long. Um, and of course, the, the, the Mets I would think would would. Would probably overspend for someone like Merrifield just because of the Mets.
1: And why, why would you move Whit Merrifield unless you get the other team to overspend? I guess that's that. that to me, is sort of a bottom yeah. line. Like again, as you pointed out, club control, a couple more years, good contract, highly productive, good teammate. You know the works. I mean, I, I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not at all convinced they'll they'll move him. But I mean, it might be happening while we're on the air.
0: That's right. That's right. See what Twitter says. That's why Lynn <laughs> continues to check <text laughs> <like>, oh. <laughs> What? Did you hear something? <laughs> a text alert. Um Duffy's interesting too, uh because of the contract situation, is you know, becomes a free agent and uh he's injured, obviously. But I've I've heard Dodgers, Giants, West Coast you know, that that NL West race is really, you know, um you talk about teams that could willing to overspend just because of what what position they're in right now um and and I, I see duffy if if he leaves the royals for someone else in you know the for the stretch run a two or three inning guy you know and uh, just to you know get through the lineup maybe one time after you know in the seventh sixth or seventh inning so that, that's just my thought on duffy i, I know we, hate to see him go. I hate to see any of these guys go, really. I mean, because I, I do see Duffy as that two or three inning guy for the Royals in the future, as this young pitching staff develops. And and, and Duffy's the, you know, the the the, uh, the the wise old man in the bullpen who, you know, could be a closer, could be multiple inning guy. Um, the one that's really interesting to me, though, is Soler and what he's done in the last week. And is that going to catch the attention of some Know, of a team that's looking for a middle of the lineup bat. Um is he Has he done enough? Does he need to, obviously, they want him to continue to hit like this, but has he done enough to make himself attractive enough to deal? And should the Royals get anything they can for him?
2: I'm not sure if it's any, well, I'm, I'm not sure how attractive he has or hasn't made himself, but I think to do it against the Tigers and then now do it against you know Chicago and some solid pitchers you know like, like Lance Lynn and if he does it the rest of the series I mean because you know the deadlines not till Friday so if he keeps showing things against okay one of the top teams against some so- solid pitching then maybe because um, there's always somebody or at least and I hate being vague like that but you know the, I'd prefer you know you have like an idea of some specific teams but when you're talking about you know potential um, trades but there's always somebody, in theory, who needs a bat that can change a game, like, you know, with one swing, or, you know, whether that's a bat off the bench or a guy that you can plug into a certain situation because you need power. And that can make a difference for a team, especially a team in contention, in that final month of the season, not having that bat or having that bat. And depending on, you know, where that particular team sits. Maybe they're more willing to, to give up something because they need to make that run this year or they need that, that, or they've had an injury and now it's like, okay, well, we're right on the cusp and if that if we can get five home runs in September, that might be the difference between playoffs or not and, you know, the guy that would have been able to give those home runs is now gone or injured or whatever it is, so th- that might exist. Um, I'm just not sure how, you know, how teams are looking at what he's done that first part of the season and what you know these last six games um, if that's going to be enough to lure people in and you know and then what the asking price is probably going to play a big factor in that too because if the asking price is too high on a guy who obviously saw those first couple of months then it might be easier for teams to back away from the vehicle
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. no that's right Uh, but but we're a solar contract wise
2: He's he's a free agent at the end of the season, so,
0: so. really that makes it to me makes it even more interesting because uh, the Royals might have to make a you know big decision on what to do with you know do they want him and if if they if they can't move him if he's not moved this week or moved any time really and continues say he ends up with you know twenty three home runs this year or something that was just seemed possible at the All Star break um, and the Royals have to decide whether the second half jorge Soler is you know was the real jorge or or was it the first half
1: along the lines of what you're saying what is it he would let's say he's not traded i mean what is it he would have to do to make the royals or this panel think that he ought to be part of their future i feel like that's a that's that's a that, there's that's a big a, that's burden a of proof on what him. That
0: is, Vahe. Is what you're
1: trying to say? That's a column. Well, you know, <laughs> let me record this and, and see what you guys have. Um, but it but it is an interesting question, right? I mean, because whatever happens now, I mean, I guess he could be so, you know, in fantasy land, he could be so torrid, so hot, just just you know, you know, great numbers. What what does that do to how you feel about the first few months of the season? What does it do to tell you? It won't happen that way again, you know, as they're falling 17 games under five hundred.
2: And my feeling, at least up until this point, has always been um, once, like in 2019, if he had followed up last year and was healthy and looked like 2019 – then it would have been more of a question then on whether or not they would extend them. But I think once he had sort of the ups and downs, the injuries last season, and the fact that they gave them long-term, big contract to Salvador Perez, I felt like that sort of closed the door on them extending Soler. Now I don't know if if he's even able to do enough in this last stretch to change that. Um, I doubt it, but who knows? I also feel like going forward, Um, and they've played him in the outfield, but I still feel like he's a DH, and I feel like you need to have that flexibility in that DH spot because Salve's going to play DH. uh, I mean, like this season, he's he's still played in every game so far, and that's because when he's not catching, he's at DH. And then if you're bringing up certain guys and you've got these guys who can move around different positions, then the DH spot might be... Pivotal in terms of just keeping guys in the lineup, and whether that means you know moving wit around to the outfield, and that means somebody else has got a DH, or if that means Salvi's at DH, and um, you know somebody else isn't has to be into the in the field because Salvi's at DH. If you have a guy who you know is going to take up most of those at bats at DH, and that sort of gums up the works a little bit. Yeah. So um, I don't think long term it's really in the in the cards, but I'm not sure if if it's possible
0: for him to do something to change it. And then.
2: What if he does do something this last month that makes you have to think about it? Yeah.
0: That's a good point. Those are good points. Good yeah. points. Okay, let's, um, let, let's end it on on this question. Um, what do we think of the Cleveland Guardians? Do you have a thought?
1: I, I knew that they needed to move on. I'm still grappling with Guardians. just doesn't roll off the tongue, but I know that's not the most important thing. But, uh Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got <laughs> um,
2: I, I think it's going to take a little time to get used to um, I'm just not sure
0: um, I
2: don't know it's,
0: I, it, it didn't wow you, at, you know, it obviously didn't didn't pack a punch when you saw the announcement right but no. they weren't like oh this is horrible it's no, it somewhere wasn't, in between that isn't it yeah, it wasn't yeah.
2: horrible but it also makes me wonder if you know, it's a telling sign of what they thought people's reaction would be that they dropped it on the old Friday News dump.
1: Order. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just see if we get this in. Yeah. Right, right. That's,
0: right, right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it, it, it's funny how you know. It's like when you hear a song the first time, you don't don't exactly know. Like, even if it's by one of your favorite artists, right? I. Uh, so I need to marinate it a little bit. Um, but I think I will come to feel like feel of how it sounds is going to matter more to me in some ways than the meaning, <laughs> which sounds right. kind of ridiculous, but uh, it, it's I, part I it's of it, right? right? It's it part works. of what you'd measure in a nickname.
0: Just judging from afar, uh, I, I, I do think that fans of Cleveland baseball have have started the separation from the indians i mean that that's there there's no going back right i don't see a lot of outcry you know for the for the indians maybe not being there I'd have, if i was there i'd have a different perspective but at least just following on social media you don't see people raging to bring back the indians or ticked off at uh, you know for the name change and t- maybe typical of cleveland you know they'll you know Almost like uh, gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers uh, mascot. Once people started criticizing it, the people of Philadelphia really rallied around gritty. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and, and maybe that'll happen with the Guardians as well. You we'll
1: know see. what I'm what I'm waiting to see is if uh, the the retired Chief Source war paint shows up in Cleveland now, just to so they can honor <laughs> <That's> their
0: past. <laughs> Yes, we bid farewell to Warpaint with a a press conference yesterday. So, all right, let's leave it there. Uh, A lot of other topics we didn't get to. We will try to get to them next Tuesday uh, when we visit you again. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Beth Welsh, our producer. Thanks to the University of Kansas Health System. Thanks to Viha Gregorian and Lynn Worthy for stopping by and talking royals. We'll do it again next week. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sports Beat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Lynn Worthy and to Vahe Gregorian for stopping by and talking Royals. Links to stories about the Royals can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus additional stories that appear only on the website. And of course, they are posted first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. And it's a great time to subscribe. Read about what's going on with the Chiefs, who just started training camp, the Royals, hot as they are, the colleges. What a crazy time for the Big 12 and the SEC our soccer teams, all that and more. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That is kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.com kansascity.com slash subscribe and if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers you just send me an email bkirkoff at kcstar.com and i will get you to the right place so whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in kansas city and helping us produce programs like sports bkc thanks for listening and we'll be back on wednesday with another episode